Rise and shine, pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch, the podcast for young women in healthcare. Oh, I hate this already. <laughs> this is so not it. Rise and shine, pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch, the podcast for young women in healthcare to disconnect from your stress and reconnect with your best selves. I'm your host, Connie Wang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying out some new intros, you guys. Um, I heard a hot tip that I have to like fix my intros, but it's just hard. So I'm going to work on that for any of my pinchers out there that are not used to this. Me neither. So anyways, I'm your host, Connie Wang. I'm here with my fiance, Jimmy, my Friday co-host. Usually we do Chief Complaints, our Friday advice segment. But because today is the last episode of 2023, Mm -hmm. the last episode, the next time we see you guys, it's going to be the new year, 2024. We decided to do a fun little like kind of New Year's reflecting 2023 unwrapped episode. So today, Jimmy and I are actually going to share... We're going to get deep about the biggest lessons we learned in 2023, the biggest surprises we had, and the the behind-the-scenes struggles. So, Jimmy, how would you say that 2023 stacked up in your, what, 30 years of life? Well, it's in my top 30. (laughs) Okay. Wow, I really set you up for that one. Yeah, you really did. Uh, You know, I think uh, turning 30... Oh, yeah, you turned 30. (laughs) ...was was definitely a little anticlimactic. Yeah. It just kind of happens. I feel like when you're in your 20s, turning 30 seems so old, right? But any, like, 30-plus-year-old listening to this podcast right now probably turned it off when they heard that you just turned 30 and that you're complaining about this because they were like, oh, my God, this child. Yeah, I feel like for me personally, 2023 was the year where on paper... A lot of stuff changed. You know, I graduated dental school. I started my first job as a dentist. We moved. We settled down. We grew just a quick pinch. Like, we grew, like, exponentially this year. Like, 2023 was the biggest year for just a quick pinch, which was awesome. But while on paper all these big things changed, I think, like, the biggest uh, impact was probably, like, stuff that happened internally. So why don't we just get into it? Let's just share our biggest lessons learned. Can I go first? Which is kind of ironic, given my first lesson. Of course, honey. Okay, so my first biggest lesson that I learned in 2023 is that I actually need to talk less. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone listening might be like, well, no, duh. But um, yeah, I never realized how much I talked before. Perhaps it's great that I'm a podcast host, but in my career, at least as a dentist, I never realized how much I talked until like... Now, I don't know. I think there's a tact to talking less and I'm becoming much more comfortable with letting like silence fill the air or letting patients feel that silence and feeling less of that need to have to fill in the gaps because it feels awkward sometimes. So yeah. Okay. What is your biggest lesson learned? My biggest lesson learned if, if you're unhappy with like a situation that you're in, Mm -hmm. for example, your job that you're not thrilled Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. you can't expect sitting around moping about it to fix anything you need to actually like Mm. put in the effort to get yourself out of you know situation if it's not serving you anymore so 2023 is the year that jimmy left his job of like almost like four years or so and like applied for a new one got a new one so what do you think was like the final thing that made you realize like okay i need to quit moping around and like do something about this um i think once you get a little sick and tired of being (laughs) sick and tired with your situation you just kind of have to like allow yourself to kind of feel like frustrated and like oh like there's not really like any way out you know what quote i really liked was um i I saw this quote on instagram recently and it was like it's always good to try hard at something because 
One outcome could be that it could work out or the other outcome or benefit could be the person that you become in the pursuit of something. Oh my God, you guys editing Connie here. I'm literally dead. That was so not how the quote goes. Okay, so I looked up what the actual quote is and it's, you will get there. For now, you grind. It will pay off either in what you build or who you become along the way. <laughs> this is giving like you versus the one she tells you not to worry about energy. <laughs> Let's say you try really hard to achieve this goal of like, applying for a new job next year for whoever out there isn't happy with their job. It's worth it for you to work really hard at finding a new job. Even if you don't end up finding a new job, it's worth it because of the person that you become through applying for new jobs, mm -hmm. putting yourself out there, challenging yourself to think outside of like what you would be comfortable with. Like the person you become in the struggle is worth the struggle alone, not just the outcome. I, I think it's the obstacle is the way. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah, we both started we, reading that book by Ryan Holiday. We were but so then... <laughs> into stoicism at the early part of the year. Right. But then our obstacles just kind of <laughs> they magically poofed melt, away, <laughs> melted away. Um, but we really did lean into our obstacles. I think. Wait, how many just... lessons did you prepare? Because I have like. Three. I just have like what? That okay, was well it. then, can I share my other two before we move on? Sure. Okay, so besides talking less, which I clearly am struggling at right now, I also a lesson learned is that I need to be more present, specifically when I'm with patients and they're having uncomfortable feelings, negative feelings, whether it's towards me or towards you know dentistry or whatever. I need to be more comfortable with letting us sit in the uncomfortable. Um, a lot mm. of times, patients come to me. Even today, you know, we're talking about how one of my patients is going through something really hard in life. And, um, you know, it, it gets emotional in my room. I encourage the tears and I encourage all of that. Like I, I have a very feely room. And the thing is, sometimes it can be easy to clam up and feel kind of like I don't know how to approach this person that's upset. And so something I've been trying to do recently is just quietly like sitting there, putting my hand on their shoulder, saying a couple things here and there, but like really like giving them the space to just cry in silence because sometimes I think that's like what they need to feel acknowledged. And sometimes you don't need like solutions shoved in your face right away because truthfully, a lot of times when patients are crying in my chair, it's, there, there is no good solution. There's no solution people want. How often are people crying in your chair? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Not because of me. Uh, editing Connie here, it actually might be me sometimes, but because like dentistry, dentistry is stressful. Yeah. It's anxiety inducing. It's hard. Um, and then along Sounds the same like vein- Sounds like you have to give people some more benzos. No, that's not the lesson. <laughs> but along the same line, uh, the third, I guess, lesson is- kind of how complex the idea of right versus wrong is. This is not something that I really got experience with until I started working as a dentist. You think you go into this field to help people feel better. You think you go into this field, you, you wanna feel like a hero, all these things. But when you actually get in and do it, you walk away a lot of times feeling like the bad guy for doing the right thing. And that's something that is really tough about working in healthcare is you have to reconcile that feeling like a bad guy when doing the right thing. Shout out to Dr. Patel. She's one of the doctors that I work with and she mentioned once, sometimes it really sucks to not be wrong, but to feel like it. I guess something I learned is just how not black and white it is. Like sometimes I'll recommend a treatment for the betterment of a patient. We go through it. It causes like, you know, all the, like treatment's hard and dentistry is uncomfortable sometimes if there's like complications or outcomes. And it leaves me up at night thinking like, did I make the right choice? Like, was there something else we could have done? Like, was there some way I could have learned or done something better? And you ask any provider this, whether they've been working for five months like me or whether they've been working for 30 years, like things still keep people up all the time. It's not necessarily like just being a novice or things like that. I think it's just being a person and like having the capacity to reflect. So yeah, that's just a lesson learned is like, <laughs> 
who knows what's wrong and what's right you know you can only do what you think is best in the moment and do the best with what you can with what you have and i think part of what i've learned with this like point number three b is to be more compassionate because that line between right and wrong is pretty fuzzy sometimes we end up using judgments a ton in both of our types of jobs everything's calculated risk it sucks (laughs) it's really everything's a calculated risk and you have to kind of make those decisions you have to pull the trigger Mm because if you sit in fear and you don't make any decision then that harms the patient as well that inaction but well i think the thing is school taught me like here's three treatments a b and c the real world Mm -hmm. taught me here's treatments a through j you can do nothing do something okay you start to do something you can do this and then wait like in school there was no concept of like watching and waiting starting then waiting starting then not like Mm -hmm. there's just so much gray area and in school we were also never really taught like the concept of not touching something yet everyone that we saw in the school population is people that need treatment people that are right for the school setting Mm -hmm. ready to get the treatment whereas in the real world private practice it's like hmm i feel like i really am constantly calculating the risk of like is it better to watch and wait on something versus like jump in to do something if so how advanced do we want to go with that it's just, it's really tough. So, yeah, okay, anyways, what are some of the biggest surprises that you had for 2023? Tell me about your surprise. Okay, so my first surprise is, so this whole episode is kind of be going to be about, like, me working because, honestly, school was kind of the same. I already been through, like, we've all been through school, okay? You do the thing, you graduate, that's it. I'm sure I had a lot of big moments in there, but nothing really worth noting because everything changed once I started working. I feel like I've changed so much as a human since I started working. And so one of the biggest things is I have, like... This is kind of counterintuitive. You think that what I would learn from working is that, oh, I love treating patients so much. But actually what I learned from working is I love dentists so much. I have so much respect and admiration for dentists. Now that I know how hard the freaking field is, I I look at other dentists and I'm like, I have so much respect for you for staying in this field for this long because it is so hard even in my first five months. Yes, I have compassion for patients. Yes, of course I love and adore my patients. Like I want to take care of them. But I think just now that I realize how much harder it is to be a dentist, I have so much more, like, empathy for all that we go through. And my bigger motivation, it used to be graduate, become a dentist, treat patients. Now my biggest motivation is, you know, help dentists so that the trickle effect can be now I can help their patients too. And I feel like that's a realization and a surprise that I didn't see coming just five months into working. I kind of thought that I would just be satisfied with just being a dentist for like however many years but of course I had to form some bigger goal around everything so yeah of course dear of course you're never gonna just I'm never gonna just do the thing that I thought (laughs) well it's just how could I not when I see all of the injustice and how hard it is and like blah 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 like I just feel like we need some change in this industry but okay does that give you an example are you gonna be a senator a dentist senator yeah a dentator (laughs) um okay what so along the same vein i told you to think about this before we recorded i did but i figured i'd just surprise myself (laughs) um i feel like because i was able to kind of solve my like work issues which i feel like i had allowed to predominate Mm -hmm. um my life for the last couple years i feel like i was able to really explore some of my hobbies a bit more and kind of think more about my interests and kind of find uh areas to be more passionate about things so you're saying you just like surprised yourself with like how much more you learned about yourself this year uh well yeah because i think if you told me in (laughs) january this year that uh, i would have just spent like 
a thousand plus dollars on Pokemon cards to try to start a Pokemon card business. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Like, what's this idiot doing? Editing Connie here. I forget if I updated you guys or not, but yeah, Jimmy sells Pokemon cards online now. Rare cards, fun cards, all that kind of stuff. Wait, Jimmy, what's the name of it? Jim Jim's Collectibles? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jim Jim's Collectibles. Check him out. Buy your rare Pokemon cards there. That's a surprise now, to me as well. But <laughs> now, I told you all No, I know. I'm kidding. It was a, it was a calculated risk. It was a mutual decision say. somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Connie's my little helper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's just kind of interesting to see where a year takes you. Cause you know what I really I feel like love? Last year I had such a singular goal of like, okay, I need to like change, change my, job. my job, like within my, you know, career, profession or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm exploring outside interests, having a side hustle that really doesn't matter considering my pharmacist income. You know, the only other surprise I had, um, oh, actually, no, this is another surprise I had is... So I chose not to do a residency after graduating dental school, which that's not the surprise. I always knew I wasn't going to do the residency, but I think I was surprised pleasantly by how happy I am with that decision. I kind of thought that this would be a really tough decision. Like after the fact, I, th- I think I expected myself to feel some sort of FOMO, but not in the slightest, you guys. I have like loved working private practice. I think because I just, I found a mentor that I really like. Um, and that's not really the story that's popularized on social media for dentists. It's a lot of doom and gloom and being like, there's no good associateships out there. You'll never succeed. You need a residency. And like, I'm here to tell you guys, like, absolutely not. Like, okay, obviously, if you're someone that wants to do the things that residency teaches you, like implant sinus lifts, super GP things, of course, you have to do the residency for that. But I am so happy that I followed my gut, like, for once. I think a lot of times my gut says something, and then I don't follow it, and then, like, I kind of fuck around and find out after that I should have listened to my gut. This is one time where I really did trust my gut and totally did the thing, even though it felt scary and counterintuitive to what everyone told me to do. I'm just so like happy and proud of like this life that we've created um, in terms of like working, not doing a residency because it totally like surpassed my expectations. Yes, I knew being an associate was hard. Yes, there's surprising things that are hard about being an associate that I didn't know that are coming up, of course. But I'm also so pleasantly surprised by how much I could love my team, like how supported I could feel, how much I could love my patients and love treating them like their whole families, how much I would love doing general bread and butter dentistry. Like that's just not anything I saw for myself. Not that I like expected to hate it, but I didn't know how much I could like it, Um, which I credit totally to, you know, my boss, my mentors, like they're just, I'm just in a really good place. So I just want to let people know that these places do exist. You'd be surprised. And for me, I'm someone that, like, I know if I had done an extra year of residency, I would have kind of used it as, like, a crutch and not really pushed myself. So I'm kind of pleasantly surprised by how much I've pushed myself to learn and grow now that it's my license on the line. <laughs> I think, you know, you know, it's been a surprise. What? Is, um, just watching you work so hard and grow into being a dentist and a provider. And Did you think I would like it? Like, what what, uh, what, what has it been watching the I past thought, five months for I me? honestly <laughs> was concerned that this podcast was going to come to a screeching halt. Really? you had to start working. No, people, it's funny. People always think that. They're like, oh, I hope you keep going after you graduate. I'm like, this, like, this is the plan, you guys, to keep doing this forever. Right. I mean, like, not that dentistry is the hobby, but I feel like they go hand in hand. Like, the more... I see about dentistry, the more angry I get about certain things and the more worked up I get about like the industry and whatnot. 
the more I feel the need to get on here on my little podcast microphone and record two times a week. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they go hand in hand. Like, this is my way of creating change. Yeah, you're going to save the world. I can I can tell. Thank you. You're saving the world, too, with your Pokemon cards. I'm trying to. <laughs> We're both spreading joy at the end of the day. Putting yeah. smile on people's faces. Uh, we're just doing it in different ways, and yours probably will have a little bit more of a lasting legacy. I think. you never know what Jimmy's Pokemon cards may do. But yeah, Jim, Jim Jams, Jams collectibles on TCGPlayer.com. Um. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so plug. the uh, last section is oh, yeah. the behind the scenes struggles that you had. Share with us some behind the scenes struggles that you had this year. Okay. Um. So I think my behind the scenes, which. We're pretty open books is the problem. So I, don't I know. know I'm like, I feel like everything but was ahead of the scenes. I, I think my biggest struggle was it, again, job transition stuff. That's that's my whole year. Well, go deeper about it. it, though. What was so Anyways, hard about it? Um, I, I think there was like, you know, in a way, a surprise. Like uh-huh. the, the transition was a little bit more challenging in ways I didn't expect. Like how so? Um, like I thought, like I was kind of like nervous, like, oh, like, am I like not going to be up to snuff, like clinically to do all this stuff? Like editing Connie here. Wow. They are really putting me to work today. People give editing Connie a break. So, okay. Anyways, just to fill you guys in, Jimmy this year switched for the last four years. He was working as a clinical psych pharmacist. This year he recently became an ambulatory care pharmacist, still a clinical pharmacist, basically. All of that kind of came back naturally like was it like imposter syndrome you'd say i think there yeah there was just kind of that like imposter syndrome that i had to deal with the anxiety of kind of being a provider just like that added layer of responsibility and knowing that my decisions could potentially impact a patient in a negative way and cause Mm. harm welcome to my world Uh, yeah exactly so i think i think we both kind of yeah learned that i think it, it kind of seems like you didn't struggle with that the same way I did. Obviously, you're we're doing different things. But, yeah. No, um... I, I did. It's interesting. We struggle with them in different ways. I struggle with it in that, like, I lay awake sometimes thinking about people. Like, I don't think my patients realize how much I care in that, like, I'm literally laying awake thinking, like, I hope that this is okay. I hope they take care of it. I know, like... There's only so much worrying you can do, but I'm still in that new fresh stage where I have the time and capacity. So, see, like, which is interesting. So you have like that kind of more, you'll obsess over like specific moments. Yes. I just had a more. Specifically specific jokes. I just, jokes, had, a, I just I had a more generalized panic of like, oh my God. Oh, like this is my role uh, now? Like, yeah, like that. that's well, what I'm doing and that like I can make though. decisions that could cause harm well here's the thing i had four years to get used to this in mm-hmm. school my last two years of clinic i was constant i mean not to the same effect obviously like i, I could consult my faculty mm-hmm. but i was kind of used to being like the hand that dealt the blow at least yeah whereas you were, you, you like, were kind of really, doing the, the labor yeah whereas you really hadn't experienced that since i feel like when we were like like residents maybe even then exactly. i don't know residents like, yeah or like in pharmacy school we would have so much like they would have us in these scenarios where we would have so much like control like we would be like kind of like recommending things prescribing things like giving things and then in the real world i think that that must have been even a shock when you jumped into the real world and you're like wait why does anyone like care about my opinions right exactly and then now you're like wait you care about my opinions again <laughs> exactly you're like pick a lane <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I went from being kind of in like a, a place where no one cared about the opinions uh, yeah, yeah. to like, oh, we we care about your opinion so much that we're going to let you just do it. Yeah. And, and I'm you're like, like, I don't what? know about this guy. This <laughs> seems like a bad idea. 
Um, so yeah. kind of grappling with that and uh, like as I obviously train and have been doing it more, I feel very comfortable now. Yeah. I feel like my behind the scenes struggle was a couple of things. The first, oh my gosh, I, looking back, I struggled so hard between the months of February to like mid-March because that's when um, my last big licensure exam was. Like, looking oh, back, yeah. February to March didn't exist in 2023. It was a haze of me, like, biting my fingernails, like, stress diarying, like, not being able to think about anything besides CDCA, our, like, stupid mannequin plastic tooth exam that literally doesn't mean anything, but it also means everything because it, like, gives us our license. Um, I just worried so much about how I'd perform. Luckily, I did pass, blah, blah, blah. It's not the fact that I passed that's the big deal. It's just the fact that, like, I had to go through that kind of one last time. Um, And I think I am a stronger person for having overcome that stress. But that was a struggle that I didn't really talk quite as much about. I did mention a little bit, but I feel kind of like I was able to talk about it because I was triumphant. Like, I didn't really share it quite as much truly how much it affected me because I think I was a little embarrassed. Because on the outside, it looks like my peers were totally handling it fine. Like, they don't really care. They didn't have this, like, major test anxiety I did with drilling plastic teeth. Um, And so that was something that I kind of dealt with a little bit more secretly behind the scenes. And then... Actually, wait, I feel like my listeners... Did you deal with it secretly? (laughs) Wait, my listeners right now are like, please see bullet point A where you think you should talk less. Because you actually talked a lot about this, Connie. (laughs) Um, So, okay... And it's editing Connie here again. So I've done a lot of reflecting while editing this episode. And I actually came up with a list on my iPhone notes of um, more behind the scenes struggles that I just wanted to rattle off in list form. I still feel guilty sometimes just for doing my job and diagnosing a cavity or like recommending a crown for a tooth with a fracture on it. I still feel guilty. I don't know why. I know it's for the best for the patient. I know they're better off for it. I know I'm making them healthier. But at the same time, I can't help but feel guilty sometimes and feel like the bad guy because it's like we had so much fun chatting we have this great rapport going and now i gotta like kill the vibes by being like okay you need this done am i actually killing the vibes no am i actually doing my job yes is this what's best for the patient of course but let's be honest i'm a 28 year old girl who has feelings and sometimes i do feel bad about doing the right thing that's one thing I struggle with. Another thing is I feel like it's really just sinking in now just how long it takes to master dentistry, master practicing in healthcare. Um, I think I'm just starting to recognize just how much patience it takes to become a good dentist. Like we're talking years and it's kind of frustrating because you graduate, you get your diploma, you're like, yay, time for the rest of my life. And then you're like, wait a minute, being good, it's like, it, it's a process. Like I'm not good. Like it, Okay, for anyone listening, like, I am good, okay? But it's just recognizing the fact that it's an ongoing, lifelong learner kind of thing. When they interview you for dental school, you like to say things like, I'm a lifelong learner. Or like, I don't know, when they're interviewing you for jobs too, you're like, I'm a lifelong learner. But when it comes to the actual learning during your life, that's a big commitment. And that's a lot of patience. And sometimes that's frustrating. And sometimes that's a struggle. But I think it's a very healthy thing to feel and share. And so I just want to let you guys know, you know, that's something I'm dealing with. But Another thing is feeling like I have to be so on all day 
I have to be on. I have to be my best self for my patients. Like, take care of them, absorb their pain and trauma, treat them, entertain them, like all this kind of stuff, like soothe them. I have so many roles for them. And then also leading my staff and then coming home and recording this podcast, being on too for my guests, hosting this. And then that's not even mentioning the, the daily thing of like showing up for Jimmy, showing up for my family, showing up for my friends. It's just a lot of being on. And the thing is that I really love what I do, everything that I do. I love all the people in my life too. Um, so because of that, it's so much harder for me to give myself that downtime because naturally I will not want to give myself that downtime. I want to give my all to everything, everyone. And it's just hard. That's to my own detriment. So that's just something that I struggle with is feeling completely like negative drained (laughs) at the end of the day, because I've given everyone my everything. Um, and then last but not least, another thing is you know, I really believe in myself and my goals and my future, but just acknowledging that I still, like I earlier said, have so much to learn. It's marination season. And the thing that makes marination season hard is when you are an overachiever like me that just wants to excel and is used to excelling. Um, not all the time. Obviously I have my failures and I learn and I grow from them, but it's like, I so wish that I could just accelerate the next couple of years of my life. But I have to let nature and life do what it's supposed to do, which is me growing and learning and developing that expertise. Like it wouldn't be natural for someone like me, 28, to have the expertise of someone that's like way advanced in the field, right? Like that, well, actually that'd be kind of cool because I would have excellent skin and be very talented. Um, But that's neither here nor there because that can't happen. And so by the time I have excellent judgment and that clinical expertise, my skin will be less good which is another thing that I think I'm going to struggle with. But anyways, that is just something I've been struggling with is the natural progression. So editing Connie out, back to the main episode. (laughs) I just feel like my behind the scenes struggle, the biggest overarching one is feeling like I've always been meant for more, meant to like really do big things, but then kind of feeling like I'm either restricted with school or now I'm trying to like keep my head above the water and learn I call where I am right now with working like my marinating season. I'm marinating, I'm learning, I'm getting a sense of the landscape, the scope, because once I'm done marinating, I'm ready to change everything. But for now, I need to marinate. You're gonna cook that steak. <laughs> I'm gonna cook that steak, you guys. Sizzle I'm and gonna you're change gonna taste the good. industry. It's gonna be great. But for now, I still need to marinate, pay my dues, kind of learn the things, and just like see what. Should I preheat the oven? Yes. <laughs> 350 um and just kind of see what's yeah, going on in the like world you need of dentistry. A 325 you're you're a little uh jimmy is like so committed to this bit like sometimes he's like really not feeling my bits and then other times he takes the bit and will not land the plane <laughs> sure 425 if you want <laughs> we're gonna run out of gas before i put this bit down yeah so anyways i think um i think my struggle is just like actually i changed my mind 375 can you let me talk <laughs> My, um, can my, you let me talk? My struggle is a very good struggle. It's that I have big, big plans for us pinchers. I have big goals for where I want for where excuse me where I want to take us, and um, sometimes it's just hard when you're just a little girl like me who just entered the field and now has dreams and ambitions to change the field, but again just started in and the she's field. Sleepy. She's I'm very, so sleepy. very sleepy. I'm and so small. She uh, hasn't paid her tax I'm bill. I'm so young. I'm going to on jail. Her car. She's going to jail. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, uh, one little fun fact to sneak in. I talked about this on my Instagram story recently. I don't know if this is a millennial thing or a Connie thing, but like, I just hate opening physical mail. Like, emails I'm fine with, but mail I'm like, this could have been an email. You know what's um, funny? And j- you have what? no problem opening your packages. No, sometimes I even don't. Sometimes, Remember how okay. long that Dyson Airwrap okay, sat there? Okay, so some things. 
but I don't like to open that. There's a lot of packages. You get a lot of little packages. You're like, ooh, yay. Because half the time it's like, <laughs> makeup. Oh, my God. But then you're like, Massachusetts excise tax bill. Guess not. Never mind. Never and I've reminded you at least once a month for the past three months to do it. Anyways, on that So if that you go to note, jail. Yeah. It's on you. Okay, so one last thing I do want to end this episode off on. Now we've gone through our lessons, our surprises, our behind-the-scenes struggles. What are you hoping for in 2024? Like, looking back on what 2023 is now, what do you hope for 2024? All right, I think what the feeling going into the next year is, is that we've been, for a couple years, like, the stars haven't fully aligned for you and I. Like, just kind of, like... You know, career, all that kind of stuff. Like, right, it's been a lot of like, you following me. A little, little different, like, like, kind of different places in our lives, obviously, like, together, like, committed partnership, all oh, that Oh, I see what you're stuff. saying. Like, I'm but in like, school, but you're working. Yeah, but, like, so, like, now, like, the stars are, like, aligning. Like, we're both, like, working. You're so like, cute. We're the a- stars are we're aligning. Bo- we're making some money. Yeah. Like, we're able to kind of plan for our future a little bit more. Everything is just feeling a lot more tangible than it did. I guess I I feel like 2023 started like the rest of our lives basically because finally I started working and now like we're kind of making up for lost time. <laughs> Who would have thought when like we first started dating, like when I was in pharmacy school, that it wouldn't be until 2023 that I would start like actually working <laughs> and then I would be a dentist. You'd be like, what? <laughs> a lot of confusion there. Wait, I feel what? <laughs> okay, I feel like. <laughs> sneeze attack <laughs> i'm trying to annoy her in every possible way literally even i'm if, so even if I'm not doing annoyed I, yeah. my lesson she... is the bounds to which he can annoy me do not exist so anyways i, I think i'm less annoying than you are <laughs> okay so i feel like 2024 for me is the year that like my reins are released because 2023 i still had the reins of school and, like, even working, I still have kind of that, like, I'm still learning. But 2024, I think, is the year that I really like Phoenix from the Ashes, like, rise and soar and, like, do the thing, like, by myself, kind of. Like, yeah. well, not by myself, you know. I'm never by myself. What but I mean, mean, like, like um, I think I, like, I've had a lot of help with, like, mentors, school, things like that. And 2024, I'm excited to kind of put all of that together and just start doing more. Like, in dentistry, in my podcast, with us planning. Like, 2024 will be a year of action, so. So you want to start kind of leveraging all these things that that you've been cooking up. I mean, that's not to say that I won't keep learning. You learn so much in your first five years of working, but I just feel like, like I said, like, right now is kind of the marination season, but, like, 2024 is going to be the year of, like, Big game moves, and I'm excited. All right, so preheat the oven. Oh my God, not this bit of Let's just end it here. Do you think you could try the convection setting? It never works. It never gets food cooked. Okay. That's what my mom says. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And with that, Jimmy, that closes 2023 and just a quick pinch. We'll see you guys next year. Bye. 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 Oh